Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, I'll tell you what Desmond Ritter and Ryan Nielsen have in common. Landry Fields needs to make like Nike and just do it. And last but not least, in for the culture, Antonio Brown making a comeback? That's all coming up next right here on ATL Day Ones. Uh, let's go. This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. It is ATL Day Ones, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, I know you some of you people are looking at the screen right now, or you're about to hear the person's voice that's about to come across your speakers, and it's not going to be Tanisha Batiste. So, you know, you guys, she's off today, but we have a, a more than capable guest to hop in for my main man, Sam Crenshaw. I call him the mayor. I know he don't want that title, <laughs> but I got to call him that because that man knows absolutely everyone in the city of Atlanta. Sam Welcome to the show, and thank you for joining us today, man. I hope I can fill in for Tanitra. I'm nowhere near, you know, <laughs> that she is, whatnot. But I appreciate the always uh, chance to come in here locked on and have some fun with you, Jarvis. No problem. No problem at all. Well, we're going to jump right into it because, Sam, I, th I think that for the past two years, the Atlanta Falcons have had the benefit of having a seasoned coach at defense coordinator, Spider and DPs. I absolutely love his concepts and what he brought to the table. I think he actually built the foundation as to where this defense is currently. So, but I, and I feel like he was really able to maximize the talent that they had on defense. Now that the talent has been upgraded and Pease is retired though, Sam, how much confidence do you have in Ryan Nielsen to get the job done in the first year as defense coordinator? Now keep in mind, he was a co-defense coordinator for the new Orleans Saints last year. But, and he did not call plays. Dennis Allen still called plays. Do you feel like um, Ryan Nielsen can get a job done? I do believe that. I do believe that. I was excited about the opportunity for him to come here and be a part of what's happening in Atlanta. I think it's a great follow-up. And like you said, Dean Pease uh, did what he could with the talent that was provided. Ryan Nelson's coming into a situation with great talent, great experience, uh, some, some locker room leaders. Uh, the other thing you're going to have is so important with this team. When you talk about Campbell, Ellis Campbell, and people who come in who are not just going to lead by example on the field, but they're also going to help out in the locker room, uh, in, in the classroom, in the film room. Uh, he's got a lot of resources around him uh, to help this defense really turn the corner and be a force in the division, and I can't wait to see it. You know what, Sam? I think, you, I think you're on to something because – when you think about, like, how – you know how a lot of people are questioning Desmond Ritter being named QB1 and they bringing in Taylor Heineke to be his backup and Taylor revealing that he's going to be the backup. He was brought in to be the backup. And the Falcons have done nothing. Terry Fano, Arthur Smith had done nothing but surround him with the most talent that he can possibly have on the offensive side of the football. And, and I think that once I started to think about it, Ryan Nielsen is the same way. Like, he's a guy that – he's unproven. And, and I feel like they've done everything they possibly can to surround him. Like you said, David Onyemata, Calais Campbell, you know, uh, um, Jesse Bates, 
uh, Jeff o- traded for Jeff Okuda, signing Mike Hughes. All yep. of these guys are veterans, and and that defense side of the football is heavy on the veteran side, and on the offensive side of football is is a lot of young young pure talent. But I think that Ryan Nielsen is, is probably in a case where. You know, he, he they're setting him up where he can't fail, I feel like. You know, but for the most – my concern comes in, though, it, when when you have a guy who hasn't called plays, he hasn't, you know, been in that particular uh, setting where he's actually coming up with game – he's helping coming up with those game plans. But it's one thing to help to come up with game plans, but it's a whole other thing to be out there making those calls and, 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 and trying to figure out what's going on on Sundays. And – but I think that Nielsen right now, a lot of people are assuming that this defense is going to be better. But is that do you do you think is it okay for us to automatically assume that? Because you, it's one thing to have talent, but there's another thing to be able to to go out there, put all this thing together, and then make it work on Sundays each and every um, at one o'clock. Well, that's the part, Jarvis, that we haven't seen yet. That is the to be seen. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to hit the OTAs here in a few days, and we're going to get to see more of what it really looks like on the field uh, leading up to training camp starting for the for the upcoming season. You, you think because of the experience and the right. programs these guys have been a part of, the defenses they played on, and the kind of influences, that has to simplify some things for him as well and give him some confidence. If I make this decision, I have these guys, and if there's a mistake, we got some guys who can compensate and we can correct because of the experience, the guys and the success that you've had. There's no replacement for that. Um, but having guys who are experienced in success, they're going to grasp what he what he puts out there for them to do and, 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 and do the best job of their ability. You just feel better because there's a different level of talent for this defensive unit. The expectation, we expect more sacks and more pressure on the quarterback. Uh, and that's something that we've, my goodness, we ain't seen that around here in years. Uh, so that's the other part that, that we think if you have that going on, that allows your secondary to really see, you know, it's hard to see what you really have in your secondary if they don't have any pressure on the quarterback to create opportunities for them. So, I mean, that's that's the other part, the fact that we're going to get some push up front, get some guys going to be some difference makers there. We figure we can do some things to kind of shut down the run game just because of who we have. We've also made some additions through the draft that I'm excited about at cornerback and on defensive line, more for the defensive line. So I think this team has is, is really, you know, shaped itself uh, with a level, level of toughness, um, a level of versatility. That's the word you love to hear from Coach Arthur Smith is how, and how versatile players are on offense where you got some versatility on the defensive side of the ball as well. And you're giving the, the new defensive coordinator all the weapons he needs to work with. You just want him to roll up his sleeve and give him the freedom to go out there and, and do it. You know, it, it may take a minute. It may take some time or it may pop and all come together right, right away. To me, that's the fun about this upcoming season, Jarvis, is to see what it happens and how it happens. You know, that's, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I, I think my expectations are a little cool on, as far as from a play call stand, standpoint, but I think you brought up a great point when you start talking about those sacks and, and having to get those sacks. He is a defensive line coach at heart, and you know how I feel about defensive linemen. I will always admit my biases uh, on, on this show. <laughs> I have no problem with that. I play defensive line, so I want to see yeah. some better defensive line play from, from this group. So that's mm-hmm. what I am. I'm putting that stamp on him. I'm saying that right now today, March 19th. Like, if this defensive line isn't better than what it was last year, if they don't produce more with more talent 
And this is what this is your this is your neighborhood, right? This is where you live. This is how you've made your money by coaching up defensive linemen and and yeah. Cameron Jordan vouching for him and everything like that. You know when he when um when Nielsen took the job, so all those guys respect him. He got a, even one of his guys from from New Orleans and David Onyemata. So I am expecting this defensive line. If you won't see any 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 upgrades on this defense, Sam. They have to. They have to be better when it comes to. Uh, getting home on third down. And there are a lot of second-year guys that are coming back that are already on this team that they need to step up as well. And Arnie Ebicati is one of them. And DeAndre yep. Malone, too. I know those guys mm-hmm. have kind of are on different planes as far as what they're expected to come in and do, but I'm putting them all in the same category. Those guys got to step up this year, and I'm expecting Ryan Nielsen to help them get there. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I am with it. But But coming up next, though, is it time for the Atlanta Hawks to trade John Collins? We've heard about it for three years. I think it might be time. <laughs> Looking at my watch, <laughs> it's about that time. <laughs> but, but first, I want to tell you about uh, Built Bar. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar because guess what? You know, T and I, we've been working out, Sammy, trying to get out, work out on. So Built Bar, they have right everything that you need as far as to get your life together because that's what we're trying to do. You know, we're trying to lose some weight and get get in the gym and try to do your thing. Built Bar has the selections that you want. I'm talking about from churro to peanut butter brownie to coconut. They have all the different flavors, and guess what? They got the protein too, up to 17 grams of protein in that bad boy. Only four grams of sugar, so you have to worry about that as well. So, and, and guess what? For all the people. Who out there and you want to go to a store and go pick you up some? How about this? You can go to Walmart and Sam's Club. Um, me personally, I like to go to Sam's Club because I want the big boy box. I'm a big man. I want to get the big boy box. And if, but if you're not a big person or a big man, that's okay. You can go to Walmart and get you a four-bar box and keep it right there in your middle console right before you go to the gym. So guess what? If you want to go at Built Bar and go to Built.com, that's all well and good. But, hey, if you want to go to the store, you can go there as well. The Atlanta Hawks season has come to a close. Been closed for quite some time. But I think that when you start thinking about the offseason and what they need to do in order to be better, in order to not bow out in the first round, and they're going to have some they have some tough decisions to make. When you think about Landry Fields and Quinn Snyder, you know, now in the fold and, and making some decisions, Quinn Snyder has a little say-so as far as with personnel. And then Landry Fields is, a, you know, in, in this role for the first time. I, I think that – when you look at what you know, John Collins has done since he's been here, he's earned a contract, five years, $125 million extension back in 2021, but he has been in the center of the trade rumors, and rightfully so, because his play on his court has kind of warranted that. So I think right now, given where the Hawks are, Sam, given what the results have been for the past two years and bound out in the first round, with all the rumors and everything that have been going on, is it finally time now for the Hawks to trade John Collins? Man, that's a great question. You think of the time. Time is is, is the, the word that you think because is it time or maybe past time? Because when these trade rumors started, there was a lot of value for him. You right. know, he was mm-hmm. he was playing, he was producing at a different level. Getting better every year. Yep. yep, he was getting better. Now, and this year, maybe it was the idea of having that hanging over his head, the possibility of the trade just 
made him hesitant and he just didn't have the kind of games that we wanted to see consistently. We see him have one every now and then say, well, maybe he's getting going now. Well, maybe he's going to get, and, and it just wouldn't happen for him. Um, you know, great community person, great team person, great, all that type thing. Yeah. But this team is at a stage right now where there's a level of expectation because of what happened a couple of years ago. People still expect something. And I say that, Jarvis, because the fans still showed up. This team is coming off a season where they set a record for home sellouts in a season. Yeah. Home sellouts, they set a record. They come up. Absolutely. And, and, and these are not people showing up just because LeBron is playing or in the past because Kobe's in town. These are season Jordan's ticket holders. These are people who are invested <laughs> in your yes. home team. You yes. owe these people. The ownership mm -hmm. owes these people to go out this offseason and do something to make a difference. And you've been in this city a long time. You know how the love affair has always been. This has always been a great NBA town. But Absolutely. the NBA fans have not always loved their NBA team. They've come out to support whoever, whatever star was coming through town. People are coming out now because they're showing love for their NBA team. They're showing we're ready to support you. You've shown us, you brought in a talent, a superstar player. We want to get behind him, get the right talent around this person so that this team can be what it's supposed to be. Think about the East this year. The East has been a toss up. You yep. know, who saw the Absolutely. team? You know what I mean? Especially once Milwaukee was done, it was a toss up. And it's still not over yet. We still may see Miami get there because if it comes down to the coach. Eight C, Sam. You know what man. I mean? An eight C that a we team beat. The Hawks beat. Yes, the Hawks beat in the playing tournament. <laughs> so I mean that tells you a lot right there. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sure that you know the, the fans here in town said, "Okay, we beat these guys." You know, and, and so you know why can't we get? the rest that we need, you know, to make our team be competitive and be where they're supposed to be one of the best teams in the East. So, yeah, if it's time for him to go, the question is now who, who, do, we, who do we deal for him? What do we go along with him? And what can we get in return? You know, it, Ooh, that's the wow. thing, Jarvis. What do we get yeah. in return? That's, the, that's a really good question, and I'm glad you asked, Sam, because you know me. I feel like it's time. It's been time. It's time to get this man up out of here. And, and for all the reasons you just listed, now I know, I know I've been hard on JC. I've been hard on him because, you know, I feel like sometimes he likes to just talk all the time and, and don't do enough playing. He do a yeah. lot of talking, but he don't do enough playing in and, and, and key moments, you know, in crucial moments. So, but I, I, do, I do think it's time for him to, to go. And I think that the Hawks need to, to not only for those reasons, but here's another reason. Now we know the new CBA has come in, come into play. And then there are some things that they call aprons, you know, so anything over that salary cap, they're going to start hitting you for those, for those, uh, for those luxury taxes, Sam. And, and I really, and now, and, and, and Tony wrestling has never paid the luxury tax since he purchased the team back in 2014. So when, I think about that financial aspect of it and the basketball aspect of it. And given what John's contract is right now, I really feel like that the Hawks are finally going to make a move. But it, I, I, because I don't, I don't feel like Tony Wrestler is at the point where he's at ease with paying that luxury tax. I know he's talked about paying that luxury tax, but when, you know, you have a guy like DeJounte Murray who's going into his last year of his contract, Guess what, folks? According to the CBA, I looked at that bad boy this morning, and, and, and like that man will not sign an extension right now. I promise you, he's going to go into free agent because 
it financially it only makes sense for him to go into free agency because he's going to yeah. that's the only way he's going to be able to maximize the amount of money that he's going to be able to get and he actually had a he was on the team freely deal with the san antonio spurs so he hasn't really fully taken advantage of that so i i think that the hawks almost have to get rid um not get rid of but sign um and trade john Collins, excuse me and and see what you can get for him and as far as what you can get for him right now, like I don't even think you can get a starter for him. I, I think you're going to be able to get some good guys to be able to come off the bench, maybe somebody who has some starter potential. But I, I think if you can get some guys that, you know, coming off the bench, I saw uh, a trade uh, for the um, um, Indiana Pacers, uh, a trade that um, the Indiana Pacers might be um, interested in trading for him. And it was guys like Chris Duarte and another guy. Who coming out? Who comes off the bench for the Pacers? And I was just like, that's kind of what we at, where we are right now when it comes to John Collins. You're not getting a starter for him. You're not getting a first round pick for him. You're more than likely going to get some guys that can come in and contribute off coming off the bench and maybe be a spot starter for you. Well, that's the thing. And what are we seeing in these NBA Finals and Eastern and Western Conference Finals? You're seeing a Lakers team with two stars, but who are the rest? Who is this rest? So this crew, but it got them there. And the same thing is true for Miami. So yep. I mean, people say you need three superstars. No, you don't. Now, no, you don't. Year, you don't. You get some guys just a good fit for your team, but they play off and make a difference. And maybe that's what's needed here. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think that given reason why I feel like you don't need the three superstars, I'm with you on that, is because the guys, the dudes in the league are getting older. Like. Yeah, like yeah, I don't know about you, yeah. but I watched that game last night between the the Lakers and the Nuggets. Shoot, <laughs> Bron is the Lakers might get swept. <laughs> you know, I picked the yeah, I picked the Lakers yeah. coming into this series, but it, they about to get swept. So I I feel like the Hawks are got to make this. It is so crucial for them to make the right decision when it comes as far as who comes and who stays and who goes, because it's a change of the guard in the league. Like, you got guys yeah. like John Morant, who you looking at the Memphis Grizzlies, they were going to be contenders, but he don't know how to act right. So, the Western Conference well, we got to keep him on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we don't talk about, about Ja. It's a whole different conversation. You it know, is. It's the face of the league. Yep. We it's can't even get into it. We don't have time today. <laughs> yeah. No, that, 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 that'll be going. That'll be going way, way, way long. Way, way long for us to talk with it. But I, but I do feel like this team – uh, is prime for making some some uh, some some uh, decisions. A little veteran, a little veteran presence. I think this team is missed, and that's something oh, else yes. to think about too. Absolutely, and, and those yeah. are the, some of the guys that you you won't have to pay as much money for. You know, yeah. I, and I feel that's why I feel like they're those are type of those are type of the deals that I feel like Landry Fields is going to be looking for when you know they when John Collins actually comes off the trade up, trade block and goes to another team. Like, hey, who's a, who's a veteran guy that can come in this locker room and, and be a voice? Not only just a voice, but uh, somebody who can come on the court and be that voice and, play, and and speak with his play, and not necessarily just be a guy to just you know be a Yadonis Haslam and out here just being a locker room guy. Well, well, the Hawks don't need that. They need somebody who can come in that been there, done that, and know how to play as well. So, like somebody like a Bobby Porter's, like I would love for, for yeah. the Hawks oh to get goodness. their hands oh on, my goodness. on somebody like you know, that, man. Or just like who my like who Miami has with Kyle Lowry. That that's kind of yes. with you, a guy who's been there, a guy who's who's wanted, and the guy who's going to command that attention. Those yeah. guys, the Hawks, a lot a lot of youth, a lot of yeah. youth, and a player like that who's been there, they've seen him go all the way. When he says, "Hey, look, this is how it goes," 
they're gonna follow. They, they're gonna shut up and like I said, they're gonna shut up and listen. And so yeah. you gotta you, you uh, the team needs to look for a little bit of that kind of presence uh, for the upcoming season. And, and and one thing that I hope uh I hope this is this isn't true is is the fact that you know when you look at like Dejounte going into the the last year of his contract, do they have to get rid of John Collins in order to even? Think about having being able to pay Dejounte Murray. Do you think that's true? I don't. I don't know. I mean, you know, you came in and you still want to see him be a, the better fit for the role. And then yeah. when they had a role for him to be this tag team partner for Trey, and, yeah. and it, it was hit and miss. It was hit yeah, and miss. It was. You know, was. some. Um, but but this team bottled it up in the Boston series. They bottled it up in the postseason to get the win at Miami. Uh, they went up and got an impressive win up at Boston. Yeah, uh, and they did that. Yeah. And so, yeah, so we're like, where was that all season? Where was it all? Come on, That's man. the thing that made me mad. You know, where the heck was that at all season long? Um, you know, it's nice to see you could dial it up in the postseason against a Boston team that was really rolling at that time. But um, my thing is you want to see it, you know, take for doing the season, have the necessary play, uh, pieces to do it. And I think just like that veteran voice, uh, just makes a difference. Well, it doesn't have to be a starter. It can be somebody that comes off the bench. That's what helps Miami. Kyle Lowry comes out and he runs the second unit. Well, you got a guy running your second unit who's won a championship. You know, I mean, my goodness. You, you, you. So, I mean, that's the type of presence that needs to be added. You know, with, with this with this Hawks team. I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, speaking of presence, Antonio Brown has a, a little bit of a presence. How about this? He's making a comeback. We'll tell you exactly where next, right here on ATL Day Ones. But first, I want to say a big, big thank you to all our everydayers. You guys have come to us each and every day, Monday through Friday. We really appreciate you. And how about this? Once you guys come, how about this? Why you just drop a comment in the comment box and give, give all the other listeners and viewers some FOMO. Because, you know, they aren't everydayers. They don't come to every day like you do. Go ahead and go ahead and brag on yourself and drop a comment in the comment box right there, right down there. All you got to do, hey, I'm an everydayer, Jarvis. I really appreciate you. And guess what? I appreciate you as well. But, Sam, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. Because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. Now, now, Antonio Brown has been a polarizing figure ever since he got kicked out of the game against the, uh, the, Tampa, against the New York Jets when he was playing for, with Tom Brady down in, in, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, he this started off as a good story, Sam. Let me tell you this. Because T, T and I talked about you know uh, Antonio Brown purchasing or having some stake in the Albany Empire, which is an arena football team. And it was for the team that his father played for, Hollywood Brown, who was an absolute legend in the arena football world. And, and I played in the Deuce. You know, that's what we affectionately refer to it as. It was Arena uh, Arena 2. And all I heard was about Hollywood Brown. But I did not know that his son is or was, is uh, Antonio Brown. So I was really feeling good about his story. But now, as of May 19th, Sam – He's saying there are reports that he he was saying that he did not own the team. He's also saying it was a foreign national. For those of you who don't know, that means he was he's saying that he wasn't born in the United States, and uh, allegedly he's supposed to be playing for the Albany Empire on May the twenty seventh, a little bit over a week from now. Sam, like, what is going on with this guy? What is going on with Antonio Brown right now? 
man, it's hard to say. Jarvis is so hard to say. Uh, just a phenomenal talent. We know what the guy can do on the field when he's got Absolutely. things going in the right direction. Uh, what an opportunity he had down at Tampa Bay. You're, he's a, you're on a Super Bowl team. For all that has gone wrong in your life, you land on a chance to, to, with a, on a team with an opportunity to go and play in, in, in the Super Bowl and do that. And he still couldn't keep things in line. And, and that's, you know, to have someone like Tom Brady pulling for you. He's living Brady out. Yeah. Okay, my big my question is, if he's on this team, where's he staying? Tom Brady ain't taking him back in. <laughs> oh. uh, so, uh, you know what? You know what, though? In all the leagues, we're talking about the arena. And it's good to see arena return. Uh, you know, it's, it's yes. been down for a while. Good to see arena back along with XFL and USFL. It's football, and we, we, we love football. We'll watch football whenever you play it and wherever you play it. But also it's an opportunity for guys to play their way into a camp. And uh, in his case, it would be an opportunity for him to play his way back onto an NFL roster if, and that's if, uh, he can keep things, you know, and, and be a positive influence, you know, on that team, uh, do the things that, of course, NFL scouts will watch. I'll tell you who, we may not watch it on TV. Other folks may not watch it on the stream, wherever it's going to be, but I'll tell you who will be watching, NFL executives and NFL scouts will be watching to see what of his ability, uh, to see how he's doing things off the field and see if he might be a good fit uh, to add to their roster. So they will be watching. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting. Like, I don't know, like, it just, I, I hate to act like, pose as a as a as a uh, as a as a as a, a psychiatrist or a mental health expert but it seems like it's something really going on mentally with this guy man because when you're saying certain things that really don't make sense and and you're denying reports of because we literally saw the press conference when you were standing up there with your daddy you know as a owner or as a as a partial owner of that team and then there was not too long after that um, report came out. He had got into it with a security guard. A security guard was trying to uh, kick him out and all this stuff. It was just a lot of stuff. Like, it really seems like a lot of stuff follows this dude. But at the end of the day, the bottom line is, is that he initiates it. or And, he, and that's who he is. That's a part of who he is. And I, and I think that him trying to, you know, have some NFL scouts looking at him and all that stuff. I that I think that's the last thing that he need to be concerned about because man, I think this dude really needs some help because I I really look at these as uh, crying out. He's crying out right now, and I, I think somebody somebody needs to reach out to him. I don't know who that is. I don't even know if his father can get get to him like this, but he needs to sit down somewhere. As as my as my uh, my elders used to say back in the day, man, sit your butt down somewhere and yeah, you know, and, yeah. you know, and go and go get, and go get some help. Yeah, yeah, go and get life together. And as you say, and I agree with you that, that that's priority one uh, is go and get life together. Go and get the things and, and see if we can get to the root of things and really make that turn. And maybe in that turn, it's not for him to return to the NFL, but it's the thing that will allow him to thrive and survive. How about that? You know, yeah. something very basic and fundamental in life. And we've made much, uh, much, much has been written and much has been reported about uh, about mental health, especially with our athletes in yeah. recent years. We we, mm -hmm. we kind of taught to suck it up and be tough and, and those type things uh, and, and hide uh, problems that may be bothering us from that perspective. I'm glad that the spotlight is being shined on that and, and hopefully he will get the help that, that he needs uh, to survive. 
and then yeah. doing that, maybe he gets the chance to return to the field. Yeah, I'm with you on that because I've come to the point in my life, Sam, where, like, I don't mind expressing my feelings. I don't mind saying that, hey, I'm tired. Hey, I'm hurt. You hurt me. All those, all those words that we were told or taught not to say growing up or, you know, coming up, you know, in, in that generation. Like, I, I'm so past that now, man, because, like, it's all about, like you're saying, surviving. And, and, and not only surviving, getting to the point where you can live. And enjoy yeah. what you've what you've achieved because he's achieved a lot. He won a Super Bowl ring in twenty twenty. He's been all pro, and I stand on the top of a, of a mountain and screaming that hey, this man deserves to be in the Hall of Fame as well because who was better than him when he was when he was out there playing and not yeah. having to worry about all these issues off the field? It's not many guys that you can name that, that, that's right. in that category. Right. So yeah, right. I, I, I think that you know, hopefully we'll get to a point where we're not talking about issues and stuff he's dealing with and, and all that stuff. And we'll get to the point where like, you know what, man, AB actually t- finally turned that bad boy around. And that's the conversation that I would like to have at some point. Now we may never have it, but you know, I, I I'm, I'm definitely rooting for the former for sure. Absolutely. 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 And Sam, man, I want to appreciate you, man. Every, every time you come on the show, I swear it goes by as Go by, goes by in like five minutes. I, I, I really, I, I mean, they say time flies when you're having fun, right? <laughs> time front when you're talking sports with somebody you care about, man. And I really appreciate you and so proud of you and everything that you're doing, everything that you've done. Always catch you on Sports Extra when you show up on now with, with, with Marie on Sunday nights. And, yeah. uh, man, just uh, just really proud of, of how you're continuing to grow and climb. So I appreciate you. No problem. I thank you so much. And we thank you guys for making ATL Day 1 your first listen of the day. And we appreciate all the everydayers. Remember, all you got to do is to flex on the people. Drop a comment in the comment box. Hey, I'm an everydayer, Jarvis. Hey, I'm an everydayer, Tanitra. Hey, I saw Sam on, on ATL Day 1s. I'm an everydayer, Sam. Why don't you come and check us out each and every day? So, yeah, we appreciate you guys for that. And last but not least, before we get out of here, I'll, I do this each and every day, Sam. If you don't do anything else, not just you, Sam, but everybody, everybody who's listening and watching this show right now, make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love. <laughs>